person that looks like me. And like I said, maybe you are gathered around with, with people who you haven't seen in a while, or maybe you're not. But however we gather, we gather. And there's always a time for reflection around the table to think about what we're thankful for. And so tonight we ponder that as well. What are we thankful for? And how do we give thanks? So would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There's a mystic named Meister Eckhart, um, and Meister Eckhart is famously quoted as having said, if the only prayer that you pray is thank you, that would be enough. And that's really where gratitude starts. It starts in the heart. We breathe in gratitude, and then we can't help but breathe out gratitude. So now, just think for a minute about um, the last time that you said thank you. Maybe it was today, maybe it's been a while. So just think about that time. Now, can you remember the last time that someone said thank you to you? Maybe it was today, maybe it was a while ago. Maybe it was someone who held the door open for you. Or maybe it was someone who handed you something or maybe it was someone who came to visit you when you were feeling down. Maybe it was something small or something big. And so when you said thank you, did you say it with your whole being? Or did you say it out of like being conditioned? Like this is just what I'm supposed to say. Did you make eye contact with the person? Or did you say it like quiet and low and, and mumbled or maybe even under your breath? Have you ever said thank you with like that layer of snark or sarcasm? Thanks a lot. How did you say thank you? And maybe it would also be better to ask, did you mean it when you said it? Now, maybe you've received a gift from someone, especially by surprise. You know, those times when maybe someone pays for your dinner anonymously, or someone sends you money enough, just enough for a bill that needs to be paid, or someone stops by to talk to you at just the right time. There's unexpected surprises and, and truly gifts. But when you receive this gift, how do you receive it? Do you receive it with skepticism or trepidation? Like, what do I have to pay them? What do I owe them now? Or is it something that maybe you're still trying to pay off or pay forward or pay back? A gift is something that should be received graciously and with gratitude, with open hearts. But I think that we have a problem with gratitude because a lot of times how we understand gratitude is that it puts us owing someone else. And so we may re be reluctant to receive a gift or even say thank you because it means we owe them or we have to return the favor. Thanks for having us for dinner. We'll do it next time. Thanks for paying for my dinner. I got next time. Thanks for coming to be with me. I'll be there for you too. 
Now, sometimes that's because of a relationship. And also, how do we receive a gift when something is given freely? How are we thankful? Every week at Faith United Methodist Church, we pray the Lord's Prayer. And as a part of the Lord's Prayer, we pray to give us today our daily bread. Now, bread is food. And we pray for enough to live, enough to survive. Not extra, not superfluous, not too much. Give us today our daily bread. And bread is a staple food. Every culture has a form of bread. Now, I love the smell of bread. You know, picking up one of those loaves of bread and just sniffing it, or maybe having it baking in your home. The scent of bread is so lovely. Maybe it reminds you of home or of being comforted. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today all we need to survive. What do you need to survive? I mean, there are the basics, food and shelter, of course. Food, shelter, water, we need those things. Of course we do. And also we need safety and security. We need love and connection. We need to feel things in order to survive. Give us today what we need to survive. When I was ordained, uh, my brother asked me when exactly I could make bread turn into communion. Like when I passed him a dinner roll, is that communion now? Or when I made peanut butter and jelly, was that like communion all in one? And for all of his inquiries and all of the time that he asked, is this communion now? Is this communion now? When I brought leftover bread to family dinners, um, that was leftover communion bread, he got really uncomfortable. I mean, I think one time he said, if I wanted to eat Jesus, I'd go to church. Give us today our daily bread. There was a time in my life when I felt the most beaten down and, and I was just questioning so much about everything in life. And I went to visit some friends in uh, West Virginia. They own a bed and breakfast and practice hospitality better than anyone I know. And when I asked, when they asked me, my friend Barbara asked me what I wanted to eat, what could she make me? I felt this deep cry from way down within the depths of my soul ask for, I just want some homemade baked bread. Because there's something about bread that's so satisfying, maybe because it's carbolicious, maybe it's because it's a staple food, maybe because it's filling, maybe because there's something more, maybe it's just soul food. Okay, so this isn't a story about bread, but about ice cream. So just go with it for a minute. Um, a few years ago, uh, for Pentecost at another church that I was serving, we had Pentecost Sundays for worship. So we had ice cream Sundays to celebrate Pentecost. I mean, how else do you celebrate the birthday of the church but with ice cream, right? And so the night before, I had gone to the store to get the ice cream, and I had the converse this conversation with the cashier. The cashier looked at all the ice cream that I was buying and said, whoa, either you really like ice cream or you're having a party. And I said, well, can't it be both? 
And I said, no, actually, I really am buying these for church tomorrow morning. And she said, for church? Are you being serious? And I said, I'm completely serious. I'm the pastor, and tomorrow we're going to have Pentecost Sundays. We're having ice cream during church. And she looked at me, and she goes, shut up. I went to church with my grandma, and we did not have ice cream. I said, well, not everybody eats ice cream during church. And she said, I might like Jesus a little bit more if I could have eaten ice cream when I heard about him. Can I be even more honest? Well, of course, always. And she said, I think maybe people who go to church might be nicer if they ate ice cream in church too. Sometimes people who go to church or say they're Christians are, well, they're mean. And I said, yeah, that's really too bad, isn't it? And she said, maybe I think ice cream would be a good way for them to know that like God or Jesus or whoever really loves them. And it would make them to like love all of the people in the world. I'd go to a church that believed something like that. And I said, well, you're welcome to join us tomorrow. It's not always about ice cream, but what you're talking about is what we in the church call grace. It's the way that you're loved before you even know about it. And that makes you want to love everyone else too. Grace, she said. Grace sounds pretty great. Grace and ice cream, that sounds like a good church to me. And I said, you know what? Me too. And she said, well, if I decide to give Jesus another try, I guess I know where I can go. And so we saved ice cream for her and for anyone else who needed to be reminded of grace. Give us today our daily bread. Give us what we need to survive. Ice cream, bread, grace, connection. God offers us what we need. And sometimes we recognize it, and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we want it, and sometimes we don't. And yet it's always there, offered to us freely, our daily bread, what we need to survive. And what do you do with a gift like that? Do you mumble thanks as you go on your way? What do you do with a gift that changes your life, what you need to survive. And the truth is the choice is yours. You get to do with it what you like. Grace is offered to us freely. And within that gift of grace is also an invitation to join the dance with God that has already been going on, to dance with the divine Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we can reject that invitation and it has no bearing on God's love or God's grace. What if we didn't? What if we joined? Bread is the touch point that we taste, the food of our souls. Maybe it's the bread, or maybe it's the conversation with your dinner companion. Maybe it's the bread, or maybe it's the tears shed with a friend talking about life. Maybe it's the bread 
or maybe it's the laughter at inside jokes that no one else understands. Maybe it's the bread and maybe it's something more. So may you give thanks for the bread, both the literal bread and the bread that feeds your soul. Give us today our daily bread. Give us what we need to survive. Bread, grace, love. So receive this gift, the gift of life and grace and love that you have been given. The gift of daily bread, the gift of what you need to survive. And don't receive it with your head down or with a mumble, with your head held high. Receive it with a loud voice. Receive it as the claimed and named child of God that you are. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today what we need to survive. Bread, grace, love, connection. Thanks be to God. Amen.